Who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. Real estate experiment, what is happening y'all? Today I have the pleasure of having Robert Seifert, which we just talked about comes from many different areas, parts of the world. But one thing I'm most excited about Robert having him in the lab is he is a true embodiment of what an experimenter is, right? So I'm looking at Robert, I'm like, I'm seeing the companies that he started. I'm seeing that he's a true practitioner in uh, as a real estate investor himself. And he found a lot of solutions along the way to help other investors and build companies from it. So Robert, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to have you here in the lab. Uh, you definitely, the introduction, I don't know if I could even do a better introduction than you can do it for yourself. Just speak simply for the fact that you have so much going on. And one thing that stuck out to me is how in the hell did you get realestateinvestor.com? Are you kidding me? Like that is... Like you must, you look, let's just open up the conversation. Welcome to the lab, but damn it, man. How did you get that? Thank you, Ruben. <laughs> I appreciate that. And that is for some reason become the number one thing that everyone wants to know when I walk in a room. And uh, the short, easy version of the story is um, I got lucky and blessed to get the name because I uh, eventually, in all those things you, you just mentioned, I've been through a lot of stuff. One of them was a merger in the merger, my partner that I merged companies with, with our software and services, he, he bought this domain back in the 2008 crash. And the guy that owned it was losing everything. And so he sold it at a huge discount, especially compared to what it's worth today. Wow. Um, and so he bought it. And the ironic part to me when we met, and you'll appreciate being a branding guy and understanding social media, he'd never used the name. He like launched the entire business on a different name. And so when we met and we were discussing the possibility of merging our stuff together and he shared with me, well, oh, by the way, you know, I, I own this domain too. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go ahead and merge. And we're, that's going to be our brand name when we're done. There's all kinds of ideas of what we could do with that as far as drive and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I'm just, I just got lucky, so to speak. Um, that he had the name and hadn't done anything with it. And so now we get an opportunity to do that. So, yeah. Well, shoot, I feel well, that's pretty awesome. And, and well, shoot, we feel we should feel lucky to be in your presence because just to put things into perspective, you're the founder of Investor PO, which I want to hear about that property list manager, USA Portfolio Real Estate. Uh, you again, you're, you're speaking, you're the host of the Real Estate Investor uh, podcast. Um, and, um, with that said, you yourself are an investor. So the question I got to ask first, cause the way I create businesses, uh, or at least the way I see opportunities is I'm usually typically scratching my own itch. So I got to ask you, okay, tell us which itch came first, perhaps, or which opportunity that you saw. And again, I'm super excited because you're specifically also really leveraging software, uh, to help other investors save time. That's one of the things I talk about in my TEDx talk is how to create more than 24 hours in a day. So you got my attention and the audience's attention. Which itch came first? The USA portfolio itch came first. However, there was an itch prior to it and we don't put the names on there because I don't want no one to go check it all out. Uh, oh, there was okay. no brand. So that was the first branding itch when I understood branding. So the first itch was I spent a decade 
not doing real estate, but wanting to do real estate, reading, mm. studying. I was the consummate learner, grew up in a great family, get a good job, good grades, uh, you know, and get and, and all that. And so I didn't do anything. I just kept studying and thinking I didn't know enough. What I'm, were you doing? What were you doing at the same time? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got to ask you when, yeah. when during those 10 years, because that's a long time. And I think that yes. that helps put things into perspective for people because someone's listening might be in that same situation. What were you doing while you were learning? So I was doing other jobs, right? And different jobs. A lot of them were in sales. I mean, I've worked for ADT and done door-to-door knocking. I grew to regional sales manager. I've worked in gyms, in the fitness industry. I've done, I had a small stint in the US military, in the Navy. I- uh, Okay, so you're a super avatar. Basically, you can, there is no excuses if you're listening. You heard gym, you heard, you know, army, you heard- sales you heard i mean so this is your guy right here it took you 10 years it's a great case study it took me 10 years to get out of here it's all in your head totally i'm so glad you said that so what was that transition and then help us connect the dots with that first itch you were scratching because how did you make that jump from being a learner to a practitioner yeah so i got it the last job i had was working in the finance industry and they they taught me to learn a lot right so it was automobile university always learning studying reading books programs Zig Ziglar, pump your brain full of good education um and in that had some private meetings with the uh, owner as we were starting to grow and there was one thing that he said um and it had to do really at the core of it it had to do with focus and I kept talking about real estate, but I wasn't focusing on that thing. And he was trying to figure out why I had the skill set to be a seven figure earner there, but I wasn't yet. And he said, you know, I think you're trying to serve two things and you got to figure out what your one thing is to be successful. Certain he most likely meant, how can we get you to focus on this one thing? I actually walked out of the office that day and in the worst time of my life said, aha, I finally figured out what I haven't figured out for a decade. I just need to go all into real estate and give it every single thing I have, every ounce of my body and being burn my bridges or boats, so to speak. And I did. And that was it. I just went into real estate. That, that, that conversation and probably tons of other conversations that were in my brain that I'm, I'm not referencing was the triggering moment to say, go. And I did and I never looked back. And that doesn't mean I, as people would think, ah, and then you made millions. Yeah, no, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. Um, I actually worked more than I ever thought I would work in real estate. Um, I did make a lot of money. I did have a lot of cool things happen. Um, and I just started wholesaling houses. I didn't know that term at the time. Yeah. But that's what happened. And then it just started occurring like, hey, can you do property management? Yes, I can do that because it serves another purpose and helps more people. Yeah. Um, then that itch turned into something else. And then a couple hundred doors down the road, USA Portfolio got done because I, I took a look at all that and what I was doing and said, you know, there's a better way to do this. And I could create a brand and actually focus on one part of real estate, which was turnkey real estate. Oh. And so that was USA Portfolio was the idea was I will service buyers of specifically turnkey rentals. And so I got clear from a marketing perspective on who was my customer, my avatar, and I want to focus on just that thing and nothing else and learn, you know, from the lesson I took from going in, I became then instead of learning all the time, I was learning by way of failing. And so that's my new model, right? I'd rather, and I learn, I love to read, I love to learn, but I love more than anything to implement my knowledge so that I can learn from the implementation. So I think you learn the most um, in those failures, quote unquote failures. 
Wow. Okay. So you, you dropped so many gems. And when I said you're an embodiment of experiment, I meant it. Okay. Because, because if we closely listen, you said you have to focus on one thing. And I'm so glad you went there and I didn't know you'd go there, but you said, I went to real estate and I was hoping, okay, when you said real estate, what did you go into? Cause you said, you know, you focused on real estate, but then the problem is, and this is why we actually created this podcast. I don't know that if it, it's a problem, it's just a fact that real estate's a large umbrella. Right. There's flipping, there's multifamily, there's short term rentals, there's wholesaling. I mean, property management. Should I go on? Right. There's so, commercial, there's international, there's note buying and selling. Absolutely. Leans like it just. So I'm so glad you said within that layer because you didn't just say, I want to focus on real estate. That's too high level. That's actually why we have the show because then we have people like you who come in and be like, and then I specialize and then you double down. Yes. So, so super key. Let me let me ask you though, because I have I have this theory that I it, or this theory from all these interviews that I've had, but I want to hear it from you. Um, how were you able to make the decision to go into turnkey? Like at what point, or was it the wholesaling? Because it sounded like was it wholesaling that came first? Yeah, wholesaling came first. How did you first choose wholesaling? I had no money and I needed to make money. I literally was going to eviction court about to get repossessed on my cars and had maybe $300 to my name. Jesus. And, and decided- that came and that came from just deciding to, I don't know if you would call it quitting or decided to, you made the decision to say, you know what, I'm going to focus on real estate. Are you saying that it took some time to even gain traction so that you were in that position or you were already in financially in a tough position? Just, just to give I, our listeners some context. I'll a little bit more. I actually yeah. started taking some actions the year before I had yeah. closed one wholesale deal yeah. while I was trying to learn and I made a little bit of money and then I spent my rent money on marketing ideas while still working my job. Yeah. And, um, and then it didn't work out. I didn't make anything or I made, made a few hundred dollars a couple months later. And I was like, man, this is. And so when he said that thing to me, I have been trying to figure out this, how do I wholesale? How do I, how do I make money out of nothing with real estate? How do I just flip contracts or whatever it is? And, um, and so I, I technically I reverse wholesale and I figured out how to find the buyers. I just didn't know the term for that back then. And, um, and when I went all in, it was, for me, it was also the click, the shift of, this is why real estate's not taking off because I'm still working here, right? I think he thought if you just stop worrying about real estate, you'll be seven figures here. No, I've had <laughs> like, a, no, 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 no. It's the other way around, itch. my friend. <laughs> yeah, I had a 10-year itch. Yeah. You just told me why real estate hasn't taken off. Mm. I got I to gotta be doing it all day, every day. Yeah. So that was it. And then Instantly, I mean, within days of that, I did close a, a decent wholesale deal with multiple properties in it. And so I made a little bit of cash and then I just kept doing that. And then so how the turnkey came about is through that, I said yes to managing properties. Um, and I started looking at the history of the hundreds of doors. I, and I started flipping some of them so I can make more money because I learned how to rehab and find private money along the way. And um, in it, I looked back and I said, man, I really take a step back for a moment and pause and reflect. Most of the stuff I'm wholesaling and most of the interest that's coming to me is rental properties. Now, here's the interesting thing. I don't, I don't think that was by accident, knowing what I know now about the brain. My first inclination of what I wanted to do was a Russ Whitney commercial where he showed an example of buying a rental property mm-hmm. so that you could make money. So I don't, I don't think it's by accident or chance that that's the thing that I consume my thoughts about real estate with. And I ended up doing rental properties as a niche. 
Uh, I think it just came and it was drawn to me and it was attracted to me. And so most of the houses I was wholesaling were rental properties, turned me into a property manager. I learned a lot from managing those properties, what was good and what was bad. And then I said, you know what I'd really like to do? I think I can solve a massive problem. I can make way better rental properties if I, if I buy them empty, completely renovate them. So I get rid of all the management issues I'm seeing, move in a highly qualified tenant that has a process to it, and then only manage that stuff. My management will be better. My clients will be better served. Everyone will be happier. And so that's why oh, I chose to wow. keep. So, so you're, you're, you're literally redesigning the, the, the environment yes. for you to property manage. Yes. Wow. I saw, what, so interesting. I saw what was bad from a management perspective. What houses are bad? What tenancies don't pay? What makes the, the customer who owns the house not happy? And, and from bad experiences, right, quote unquote failures, I learned, well, th- if I did all this here, this wouldn't even be a problem. What's the root problem to all that, really? And yeah. so I went after solving it. And that, that was the, I need to stop what I'm doing. I literally stopped all deals I was doing. And I had built, I, I think I was averaging like 20 deals a month in wholesaling at that point. Wow. 30, 32 is my best month ever. And I was mostly a solopreneur. And I started to build a real business. I started hiring more people and, and focusing on one thing that I could get really, really, really good at and dial it in all the, I mean, Robert, that's crazy. So you're saying 20 to 30, you know, properties a month, uh, wholesaling, and yet you're saying, okay, this is a vehicle that's working, but you saw another opportunity because this is you're basically saying, and sometimes it's important, right? That something's working, but can something else work better? And yep. so did you completely cut that off? Cause I, I want to get into all these other, uh, you know, kind of businesses that you built or was it kind of, what was that transition? Like, was it kind of like, okay, let me slowly, let me start wholesaling less so I can focus on the property management or let me completely have a hard cut off. You seem to sometimes put the hammer on it and say, this is it. Is that what happened? Or was it a slow transition? Um, there, there were a lot of uh, not positive things that were happening around me and a lot of stress in all of that. And so I, I did put a, I'm stopping everything I need to take. And I, I made a lot of money at that point. Right. Yeah. And, and so I was, I was not about to be broke. I was, we were traveling, having give fun. Us, give us some context for the people. So we salivate a little bit. What kind of money are we talking about here? Like we're talking about in 14 months, I went from eviction uh-huh. court and repossession and $300 in my bank account to hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash because I could make more than I could spend. And I couldn't outspend the money I was making. Absolutely. And at that point, the stop was less about the finance. It was about, I was so stressed. And I had a, I had a mentor and a coach at the time. And I realized yeah. I was outgrowing him and I wanted help getting a new one. Mm. And it was, I have to stop because if I continue this never ending cycle, I'm never going to get crystal clear about where I actually want to go. Cause I'm going to oh, stop, so stop. This is so good. Okay. Now I got to stop you because that's so good. Yes. What you're saying is so good. And it's, um, it's funny. I have a friend who's wow, I got to connect you guys, Tampa wholesaler. And he just had the luxury. I think what sometimes is we don't even have the luxury to stop because we're so in the business that we don't get to work, you know, on the business. And if you don't have that luxury to step away to work on the business, then you got a bunch of blind spots that you're not really ever addressing, or maybe your compass is headed in the wrong direction, even when the money's coming in. So I think for us is having that luxury Give yourself for all of, all of our listeners, you should be able to give yourself the luxury to stop. Now, how do you do that? 
you obviously have to put in the work like you did, but then hopefully find a way to just re re kind of re um, what's the GPS recalibrate the GPS. Yep. Right. So oh, man, that's, system. that's so good. It's such a good reminder, even for myself, uh, because you get so caught up, even when you have a good business that's running, you're caught up in it that you want to make sure that you get the time to step away and look. Well, here's so a you good step- dual test. What's that? You don't, you don't, here's a good dual test. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily do what I did, right? But a good yeah. reboot is um, step away from your so-called business for a week mm. and, and do nothing about think about where you want to go in life. And two things will occur. One, are you freaked out, freaked out and paranoid because you're away from your business? Because if you are, you don't actually have a business yet. Two, when you come back in a week, you should be very crystal clear about where you want to go. And if the business is suffering because you were gone, again, you don't have a business yet. So I found in that stopping was because I I came to a realization, oh, I'm my business. This is not a business. It was my own personal growth. And I stopped because I knew I needed to make a pivot, but I wouldn't be able to figure that pivot out if I was just grinding every day. And, And part of it was... I actually believe we, me and my wife went on a trip to the Dominican Republic and I realized um, it was the first time my vacations, I didn't realize all my vacations weren't vacations during that 14 months. We made money and we traveled, but I was always on my phone. I was always consumed with the next closing. I was always checking the next email and I wasn't actually on vacation. In the DR, it's the first time we traveled out of the country and my cell phone service was off because I didn't realize we needed a, a different part of our plan. And so I actually was cut off from everything for like a day. And it was an eye opener, like, oh, this is what it's like to actually be on vacation with my wife and actually pay attention to her. Yeah, mm. I'm, doing the, I'm doing the wrong things in life. And I catch myself doing that now sometimes. And it's a good parameter for me of, okay, I'm way too much in this business and I'm not enjoying life, which is the intent of why most of us build a business or what we claim we build a business for. Oh. Robert, so good. I love you echoing these these core values of, of ours, really. That's why we're here. Um, so let's let's talk about that. First of all, I, I really like that being mindful, being in the present mindset is everything and making sure that you're operating in the right direction. So you went from the wholesaling to then the property manage, uh, management. Do you want to, uh, it sounds like you had a very unique model there as far as, 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 kind of almost like restructuring the asset in itself so that you can properly manage it. Did I get that correctly? Yeah, you did. So what is what did that look like as far as like the next steps, phases of it? And then I want to get into like what you're doing today now actively with, with businesses. Yeah, so actively I, I had a, a good coach come in and help me get clear about what I stood for, stood against, what I wanted in life more than anything, paint a picture of what my perfect day looked and that changed all my decisions in business. I, I started USA Portfolio. And then I also realized, man, I just, I started this management company out of uh, saying yes to the guy I sold a hundred doors to. And that turned into 500 doors under management. And I was like, that's all I, I sold it to my partner and walked away and started square from door one. Everything moving forward is going to be in line with what I want to do. And that became a, we're going to rehab every door. We're going to start a management company with only managing our product. And so I started the whole thing over in that time. And then we moved to Tampa. That's when we moved to Tampa over five years ago. And we started building it back up and we were doing one door, two doors. Eventually within a few months, we got back up to eight to 10 doors in a month and built a process around just that. We weren't wholesaling. We were doing nothing but turnkey. 
and, and that's it. And we serviced our clients and continue to grow that thing that actually opened the next ditch. Um, because then as that was happening, like, Ooh, now I'm in Tampa, I'm in another market. I can expand and scale my business. I have staff, I have VAs, I have people doing things. I have processes, I have systems that are working. Um, and the next itch opened, someone showed me this thing called Podio and everything I was doing was on whiteboards and Google sheets and, yeah. you know, tracking it in that fashion and what I had learned. And, uh, when they opened that door for me, that was like Pandora's box in a good and bad way. Um, I had a great guy building my brand. He looked at it and he's like, oh, I could build out your entire whiteboard spreadsheet business model in the software. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm hip to that. What was, what was the light bulb? Like what, when you saw Podio, cause I, I, I know Podio and, and, and you can custom build on pretty much on Podio, yeah. right? Yeah. What was the light bulb for you? Cause that was, cause I think we're listening and we're like, okay, yeah, but where are you going with this? Some, some listeners might be, what was the, yeah, I had, I had seven whiteboards. So I had all my marketing on one whiteboard. I had all my hot leads on a whiteboard. I had all my rehab tracking on a whiteboard, mm -hmm. selling on a whiteboard, right? So all these whiteboards, when I saw a podio, I said, wait a minute. And then some of it had to be on spreadsheets because whiteboards couldn't hold it all at, at some point, right? And so I saw, man, there's one platform that I literally could like, someone who knows technology could like build this flow and connection. So these things flow. And then it also tells the people on my team what to do based on mm. what they do in the business. And so the good thing was we put it all into Podio and then we were able to break our business and we were actually able to find holes in our process. Cause we're like, well, wait, that actually is not work smart. We could do that even better and more efficiently yeah. now that we have it in a platform where we can see it happen in real time. And Podio allowed us with a bunch of other tools, you know, and tens of thousands of dollars, we got to the point of, man, that that person's job, like, I could actually automate what they do with technology. I don't need them. I just need technology and a couple other platforms to talk to each other and put my voice in there. Could you give us an example? Yeah, like, um, you know, we, we'd have a VA that before a sales acquisitions person would go talk to a seller, they would have already had a checklist of running comps, uh, running three scenarios, attaching a flyer, putting it all together. However, with technology, I could program those same three things to auto trigger inside the software. A VA didn't need to do any of it. I didn't have to waste five minutes per lead. The stuff was already instantly handed to my acquisitions and they could be given it directly. Mm. I, I, my acquisitions and the VAs together, if they didn't get a deal on the first time, right? You got to follow up. Follow up's the name of the game in sales. So they got to call them, they got to text them, they got to send them emails. Well, I can connect an email platform, I can connect the text platform, I can connect, you know, the ability to call and auto trigger the message I would say anyways, right. to happen on a predetermined time. And now I'm not, I don't need the, the VA. So by the time we finished building out Podio, it was all the follow up, all the little processes like that, that could be automatically done, said, or delivered replaced about four thousand dollars a month worth of vas that now technology did for me That's um, yeah it was but it was but it was awesome and, and that that allowed me to say "Ooh, i could scale this thing like we could go into 12 markets with what we've done now because now it's very it's ran and there's one system that could centrally run it doesn't matter where i'm at that opened the door to the next ditch. In a mastermind, I shared that, what we had built so that we could scale massively. Um, and we were in two markets. We wanted to go into 10 more. We had already picked them out. 
And they, again, this is with the same uh, property management model framework, right? Yeah. Turn you know, where you're just leveraging now technology to really optimize the process. And now you're also sharing this formula with others and you're getting attention. That's it. Which then is leading to the next business opportunity. So let's hear it. You're which pitching this at a mastermind. The next itch became, hey, where'd you get that system from? We want that exact same system. There, there's no system that does that. I'm like, I, I know. I, I built it for me. And so serving my own purpose, my itch was, how do I solve these problems so I can scale now and like build a franchise model, so to speak. Um, and that, that opened the door to my, my tech guy at the time was like, you need to be a software guy. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm a real estate guy. I do real estate. Right. I'm really good at buying and selling houses. I'm going to do that. No, 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 no. There's a massive need. You need to build a software for everyone. I'm like, no, it's not a problem I want to solve. Um, till I flew out to San Diego, sat down with them and they explained exits and recurring revenue models and what's And who's them? them? Is this Podio? No, no. I had a tech guy who did my Podio build out for me, but he was also my marketing guy. He's still with me today. He's the, he's now the, the chief operating officer for realestateinvestor.com. And, 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 and yeah, just so, and I just want to piece it together. So when you went to San Diego, was that to come up with a plan to really custom built this thing and package it or what was it? What was the, what, is that what it was? Yeah, it was, it was him for months telling me he was my mar chief marketing officer and the yeah. guy that built all my technology for my USA portfolio. And um, it was him for months saying you need to build software for your space. Your industry has told you there's a massive hole and a massive need. This is what technology is. And so I flew out to San Diego where he's at and sat down with him and another guy who worked for like, he, he's, he's been involved in a few technology businesses and exits. And they sat me down and like, and he said, look, I'll, here, let him look at it and let him see what, and we had already started cloning it and letting people pay us to copy my system. Um, the Podio system with all the 10, 12 systems connected to it. Yeah, so they, I was going to say the integrations, right? You really integrated yeah, we, a bunch of things together, we, right? Yeah, we had like 12 Ooh. different things. We integrated it all and then we, just, <laughs> we would make, we would give them a list, go sign up for all this. We'll integrate the whole thing. Give us 10 grand. Here's your system. And you could, now you've got my system um, down to every detail, but we're not managing it. We're not doing it. It's yours. Flew out to San Diego and, and they basically explained to me like, you, that this is, there's nothing like this in any industry. You could build it as your own platform, not on Podio, not with 12 connections. And I saw the light, the light bulb clicked and I'm like, wow, this is way massive, more massive than a rental portfolio. Um, this has way bigger potential and I can Oh, technologies. Yeah. And, and yeah. Oh man. I'm, this is like, I'm so excited. I'm yeah, a tech you said guy. in the beginning, you're a tech guy. So I'm like, well, you're going to love this. It's so me, good. It took me getting here to understand the transition I had to go through, but I, I did. I left there and I said, all right, give me a price tag. Here's the only thing I have. This thing does not get re released publicly into my industry until we build the absolute best thing there is and it can't be what you think it's supposed to do it has to come from you have to take my brain of real estate and make that software do what i want it to do not what you want it to do yeah for that so yeah on the tech side that's the the, the business requirements right of the users right not the yes. technical of there's oh, too much tech that is tech built and yeah. not it creates it creates built. friction right you want to make it easy to use uh this is so interesting i gotta ask you a question because this happened yeah. once and i uh, twice and i don't think you Maybe I don't know if 
people picked up on this, but I want to highlight this. You've said yes to opportunities twice now. Uh, one was property management. Yes. This, yes. How important is it for you to say yes, even if it's not originally your vision? Because it seems like you're, you're doing it as in, like you're an opportunist. Um, and I believe you also call yourself a visionary, which is interesting, kind of, kind of like book traction, right? There's implementers yeah. and there's visionaries. But like you could have easily said no. And nothing happens. And then you don't get to see what the next step is like. So for you, is it, do you, are you conscious of that? Of like, I'm open to seeing what is next or was that just by chance? Like, can you tell us what you go through when you're thinking of this? All right, fine. I should consider this. Or do you go through a process? Uh, what is it? How, do, how does your mind work? Yeah. In the beginning, the yeses were, that's a possibility for more money. I'm an opportunity seeker. Right. And so that's where the process began. Um, as it's evolved, I said, which you may not have caught in that is I said no for three months to the idea of technology. Then I said yes. Mm. Well, but why I, not? Why yeah, I, go ahead. Why I said yes is the whole time I was saying no, my brain was saying, say yes, say yes, I'm leading you down a path. Now, I'm a big believer in God and faith. And so for me, that's really what that was my process is saying, why am I blocking what's being presented to me as the path and the flow? I like Bruce Lee said it, right? You got to be like water, my friends, you got to flow. And so the yeses are when you want to say no or yes, take a step. So my process today, I'll give you my process today because it's better now than it was then. Now it's I take a step back and say, you should say no to a lot of things but you should evaluate why you're saying yes or no. Am I saying no just because I don't want to take this opportunity that presented itself? So for me, I was simply saying no because I finally thought I had my dream, right? Like I spent 10 years not doing real estate. Now I'm all into real estate. You want me to go do a software thing? Like, no, I, I'm not. Real estate was what I avoided. I'm in it. And why I eventually said yes is I took a step back and said, real estate opened the door this is still real estate. I'm not changing my industry, but I, but I don't know what the path of real estate is supposed to be. So why am I just going to say no to serving and helping more people? And so if, if at the end root of the bottom of that, the ability is I can serve more people in a more massive way, then I should be saying yes, because that opportunity I believe was opened to me and it's going to keep coming back because I'm supposed to say yes. So that, that's kind of my process mentally now is like, why am I saying no? Am I saying no just because I want to say no? Or am I saying no because I'm avoiding the yes I should be taking because I'm afraid of it? And if I'm afraid of it, then I'm absolutely doing it. Because I'm, face my, I'm going to face my fear and go, go in. That's, it, it was the right move. It, absolutely, it was the right move. I can tell you that. It, it's so funny because I have actually in, in, in infatuation for for creating like a, you know, software as a service. Uh, that's something that's definitely on like, you know, when I leave this earth, um, you know, I, my background has been in tech with the consulting, et cetera. And I brought, you know, an agile approach to my company. We ah, do, yeah. you know, you know, the deal, man, you know how it is sprints and all that. So I've yeah. brought my knowledge from that corporate world into my companies. But one thing I always talk about when my dear, my close friends are entrepreneurs, business, et cetera, is to create that because, like you said, like, I'm so grateful for some of these applications that I'm using that the amount of impact that you can have 
of people. That's that's what I'm in the space for, right? Yeah, money money's gonna come, right? Like money sure. is coming, it's gonna come, it's gonna continue to flow as you're adding more value, but the impact that you wanna have on others. So I'm so, uh, I admire you and I actually have to, you know, give you big kudos for taking that leap. And the keyword that you said is to serve more people. Uh, and, and to to fix a problem that was yours and then sharing that blueprint, which is ironically enough is exactly what we're doing with our agency right now, which is yep. it's just so fascinating to see a proof of concept like you, Robert, taking action and, and being you know very humble about it, your approach. It's really refreshing to hear that as a true practitioner. We'll be right back. So, Robert, I got to ask you, I'd ask this to to somebody and a high level guy in my network um, and my network. And I asked, okay, so what's your, you know, and I, I'd love to ask you as well, what's your framework? Because we have these goals and we, we seek them out. Hey, I want to get X amount of properties. I'm going to get X amount of this. And then we hear so many different opportunities that hit us. And along the way, we're saying, hey, no, stay focused, right? One thing, right? I mean, there's opportunities like no other today before. It's, it's unbelievable. You see this, the shiny object syndrome. Oh, yeah. So, how do you, when you hear something that I'm like, huh, this could be, this could be something that we could implement in our businesses. You know, does that go to that, you know, software that you build somewhere as a, okay, next quarter, or, you know what, look, assign it to someone to look more into it, do a comparative market analysis. Like what does your process look like when you're getting all these stimulants and ideas so you can kind of stay nimble as yeah. you have these goals, but also stay focused. Cause I think there's a difference between being so open to saying yes, like to your point, you said a lot of no's, but then how are you capturing? What is your process for making sure that these opportunities get assessed? So then maybe those no's turn into yes. Are you, do you have some insight you can, you know, I give, do. this is a selfish question, but whatever you tell me, I'm going to share with my audience cause they're listening. Yeah. So what do you I got do. my friend? I do, and it's a it's an evolving process, right? I know. <laughs> we we run on the EOS traction model, and I yeah. will tell you, I've taken all the tests. I am an off the charts visionary. Absolutely, I can integrate if I want to, but it's not at all mm. my fun place or where I'm my creative my creative best is at. Yeah. So I'm best to be thinking of the future and opening myself to every possibility there is. Um, I'm also best in the framework in a perfect framework to have an integrator that can implement what's now what's Q3 what's next year what's never going to happen right so and you so, assign that out completely to partially. an integrator yeah so i have an integrator who integrates what's appropriate for the business and how the mm. business stays focused however and he'll be the first to tell you I, i'll throw a hundred ideas and and so the process of where we're at now is now we we have an assistant in the middle of us that I can send all these things. And if, and if I feel like, no, I really think like, this is the thing that needs to, I don't think it's a conflict of focus. I think this is a thing that has to be a part of where we're going. And it's in the vision of the next three to five years. How do we implement this and when, and you figure that out. Um, or if I think this is a, this is a cool thing, might be a shiny object. I have no clue. We got to evaluate at some point, um, but it's not, it's not triggering a super excitement for me. Our assistant has created a document where we document everything that I throw over because it wasn't good before. Before it was, I'm sending him a hundred emails. And then he's like, two months later, like, you remember that thing that you sent? Like, this is a game changer. I'm like, I have, what are you talking? I don't know. I sent it to you two months ago. I don't, I've sent a hundred more ideas since then. Which one? He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it here. It's a safe browser. I thought that was a cool idea at the time. I'm glad you finally looked at it and realized 
it was a game changer and you need to add it in to solve the problem we had. Wow. So now we have an assistant that creates a document that at least documents what category is this idea in? Is it a marketing idea? Is it a software idea? Is it a, another business idea? Um, and, and, and puts them all there. So we have somewhere we can come to and look at. And, and if anything that I send is a priority to me, then it gets prioritized that, hey, we're gonna have to look at this one sooner than later because I think it's a now thing. May not mean wow. right now, right? I need the implementer because I'm, I'm a visionary. So everything's right now, next week, get it done. Absolutely. But there may, there may be like, that may be three months from now because of workload resources and everything like that. Yeah. Sorry, my, my, my wow. uh, three-year-old. So they're asking like, hey, did you already give him? No, I didn't. So <laughs> whatever he needs. <laughs> No sweat, no sweat. All, yeah. all, all are welcome in the lab. So, um, wow. So that was a big. That's that's a, that's a big one. What's that? Uh, usually he'll come, he he was up here, but he he usually he must have just woke up because he how old? He's three. He usually he'll come up here and ask me to pick him up, and he would have said hi to everybody, but oh, didn't oh. do that yet. So he's not next, awake enough. Next time, next time we'll get. I'll have to pick uh, his brain right as well. Um, so this is so interesting. You're literally completely outsourcing that, which is great because I, I still had my hands on that, but I think that's probably right. time, time to, to, okay, interesting. So great insight there. So let's put this thing together. Let's, I'm going to put a bow on this one. So you, you had 12 integrations, you put this software together. I don't know if we talked about this yet. So it's put together. You actually got the cost for it and et cetera. You package yeah. this bad boy and it's up and running live as we speak. Yeah, so that was Investor PO that then evolved into Propertyless Manager as another component of the whole global thing. Um, long story short, I almost went bankrupt and lost my entire life. I've written a book about this entire journey and story because people just see this as the success, right? And no one wants to share the ugly side of oh, following yeah, the What's What's the name of the book, Robert? Who am I? I am you. Okay, we're definitely going to include that in the show notes. Uh, okay. Wow, I love it. Love that. That's a badass cover. Thank you. Um, yeah, just, just got the physical copies. It'll be available any day now for actual purchase. Um, so, but yeah, nonetheless, the software, um, because that was a, a huge testament of following through with that. Yes. And everyone around me saying, focus, just do real estate. Let go of that dream. Mm. Stop doing that. It's going to burn you down. And me seeing something no one else could see and suffering through it, which uh, people don't understand. Sometimes if your dream, if you have a strong enough why and a purpose behind what you believe, I can assure you this, if you continue to persevere in that direction, it will come true. The doors will open, the things you seek will be there. Um, and if it's not supposed to be, it will, it will close itself up. And it won't be some friend or someone close to you thinking they're helping you out by telling you you should stop and you listening because that isn't it. And mm. it, so that was 2017 when I launched it. 28, late 2017, we went into beta. 2018, the end of 2017, my son, there's a lot of the story that I'm skipping, but there's a lot of bad stuff that happened in there, but good stuff too. My son was born. My wife was high risk. My turnkey business started to implode because I was building a new business, which is why everyone said, let it go. And I said, no, this is the future and it's going to solve a bigger problem. I'm okay if I lose everything wow. in the process of following this because it'll all come back full circle. So full circle, I practically, I sold that management company 
USA portfolio went down to practically nothing and no team members, but this software went live in a year of it being live, it finally broke through to profit, which proved concept in the tech world and then started to have massive momentum rolling into 2019 and started to take off, which walked me into the merger of realestateinvestor.com. And now full circle after going through that merger and learning a whole lot more lessons about myself and leadership and, and just building a massive team that we have now, um, and creating all these new processes to manage mental things and a lot of other coaching and high-level coaching. USA Portfolio is back and operational and has been for almost a year with a CEO in place. And I don't do nothing. I literally met with him this morning for breakfast and we had a chat about where he's at. And I see that a whole bunch of wires hit the account. Um, a lot of it's wholesaling, some of it's flipping. I don't, it's however he wants to run it. I'm just- You, said, you said it went down for a bit. What did you mean by that? Did you I went to on nothing. pause oh, or when you went to nothing, you're making any profit. What did you mean by that? Yeah, I, I literally I had one year where I still made profit because of the automation. Um, but my entire team, I had a guy stealing from me while my while I was in the hospital with my and wife. Then, and help me out here just because I'm keeping yeah. track of all your businesses. USA Portfolio, is that the turnkey? Yes, USA Portfolio. So USA Portfolio had a, a pretty about a seven or eight person team. Um, outside of contractors and property management, right. property management was a whole nother company. And it, it whittled down to losing all those people while building the software and going through my wife's high risk pregnancy to that. The end, I was down to two people left and yeah. my wife was in the hospital. We had no family here. So it was me and a three week old baby. And I found out my acquisitions guy was actually stealing deals. And my, and, and so then I let him go. And then I found out my assistant that was my first hire ever put in her resignation and wasn't doing anything in the system. So I let her go. And then three months later, we found out they actually started a whole new company with all of my buyers. Um, and together they went and started, they were my last two people. They started their own company. So in 2018, I probably, and this may sound like a lot to a lot of people, but it was understand that at the point that I was at, this was not a lot. I probably only made a few hundred thousand dollars that year off of my real estate business, which I, I can appreciate the fact that that's a lot to people, but understand that I had a multi-million dollar business at that point that crumbled to a few hundred thousand. I didn't have a few hundred thousand dollar lifestyle and yeah. Expenses, and I had a whole nother business that's taking tens of thousands a month to build. Right, that's bleeding. Out of my own pockets. So, and, and would you? What was the the the? the I wouldn't say the. I'd be strategic and not strategic, mindful of how I use the wording. Not the downfall, but the what? What was that 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 slippage of of, of performance? It was it because you were paying attention to something else. I would tell you, looking back now, because I had a lot of. Uh, the book, the book started off as a sob story on stage to my users once this thing took off for the software. And um, now reflecting on it, writing the book on it, getting it all out of me, I would tell you that the slippage was there and I didn't pay attention to it. Mm. It, was the, it was the thinking I put everything in every person in place and had an integrator that could run it all and leaving it in their hands and focusing on the software business. So I thought I had it all covered. The reality was I didn't. And I was avoiding as a leader, the ownership of the fact that it all comes down to me at the end of the day. So I could sit here and blame all those people. However, the reality is I'm to blame because I saw all the red flags. I should have known 
when and how to step in and fix it. And I chose not to because I wanted so badly to have this software thing take off and not deal with it that I just didn't deal with it. Um, and I, I can honestly tell you that it, it was me. I, I am why it all slipped. They didn't get the attention they needed because I felt like they didn't need it anymore. I was wrong. I, if I am honest with myself back then, I knew I was wrong at the time and I still didn't do anything because I wasn't a good enough leader at the time to own that. So hindsight is twenty twenty, Robert. And you obviously, you know, you're literally now uh, benefiting from the decisions that you've made. So yeah. what would you have done differently? Would you have delayed the full gun ho like implementation of the software and, and put things into place right first? And again, that's easy to say now, but I'm wondering like, what would you have done differently with the knowledge that you have now or for our listeners? I have an interesting perspective on this. Yeah. Um, uh, I wouldn't change anything of the past because that are the lessons that made me who I am today. Yeah. Would I do things differently today if I did the same thing? Yes, but I also wouldn't do the same thing today. So I know that, this right. is why these, it's so interesting. These questions, because it's like, I would have been feel, certain. Yeah. I would have yeah. been certain that that company was shored up the way it should have been. And there were a couple opportunities back then where that could have happened and I, I didn't take advantage of it. Um, like for instance, now I, I could tell you, I, I could go start something else right now. I could, I could leave for two weeks from realestateinvestor.com still gonna, it's yeah, still gonna yeah. grow. It, 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 would, it doesn't take me Why? because there is an integrator in place that can run the show. Got it. Right. And, and then last time I tricked myself into wanting to believe the integrator was ready. Ready, but he, they weren't. He was, he was ready to try with me by his side. Mm. Instead, what happened was, is he was by my side watching me. And then he said, I got it. And I was like, cool, you got it. I'm out. How do you, how do you know when an integrator is ready? do it side by side with them and you'll know is the best answer mm. there will be a point where you're realizing so so i'm i'm very big on leaders creating leaders it's a program yeah. we're trying to implement internally and so you have to be and actually it's an e-myth e-myth one of the people processes is management processes is to don't just don't just hey here's the system go do it which is what i've done and most people do what's better is here's the system do you get it awesome let's do it together mm. And let me watch you and I'm not going to do it. But if you have a question, I may not even answer the question. I may ask you questions. If I'm a really good leader, I'm going to ask you questions to help you solve your problems. And as I can see you continue to solve your problems and build your confidence and your ability to do it, I and you are both going to know when you're at that point of being able to solve your own problems. And then you continue down that path. And I'm here when you have a problem to solve to let you have someone to talk to, but I'm still probably not going to solve your problem. I'm just going to ask a lot of questions to lead you down the path of solving your own problem, because I believe you have the answers and you're afraid to do it. Right. And that, that's, that, that'd be my process today. Fortunately, the integrator I have has been with me for seven years. So I already know he's got it. He could run it. He just needs me for like, Hey, let me bounce an idea off you. Cool. Let's do it. Wow. And he's usually just him voicing through something to say, I think this is it. It sounds like you got it, man. Awesome. Glad I could listen. That's listen. when you know they got it. When you're listening and not yeah. telling them, they got it. 
Yes, yes, yes. Make them come up with their own solutions as well to verify. Yeah, don't give it that. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I got to ask you this because, you know, I'm hearing a lot of, you know, things that I'm, you know, the experiment nation is really deep on is the mindset, the mentorship, the uh, leadership, leaders create leaders. I can't believe you said that. That's what we do. Systems. Um, I got to ask you, what source do you go to for that? Where did all this insight come from? You, you came from humble beginnings. It took you 10 years uh, and then you just got it. And it didn't happen overnight. It was a process. What and who resources along the way helped you to really like become this indestructible uh, specimen that you are, Robert, and, and, and then being that leader where everybody can follow. Cause I do got to give you credit. I, I, you know, it's, I don't say this to blow smoke up your ass. It's, it's really remarkable what you've done and how you've been able to transform yourself and you weren't born that way. So what are some resources or people that you follow uh, that have given you that kind of framework and mindset and, and kind of mentorship? Um, it's a great question. So there's lots along the way at different yeah. parts of my life. And we all have that, um, to, to name some names in yeah, the sure. right. Ken Clothier was the pivotal guy that helped me nice. move to camp and get clear about who I am. Tim Taylor, who's retired now was my first mentor who helped six inches between my ears. Rich dad, poor dad was the first thing. And the thing I studied the most for a decade and all of his stuff, um, Zig Ziglar, lots of mental approach there. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, Law of Success, Five Love Languages, yeah. millions of other books that I can't even sit here and give credit to. They're all a culmination of it. However, let me say that whatever anyone believes watching this is your belief, and I'm not trying to change your belief, but I got to tell you mine. I didn't do any of this. I didn't create anything that I have. Nothing that you or I is ever going to create hasn't already been created by someone. We're just giving our version of it today by what we feel and experience. And my personal belief and where this journey has led me to where and what I believe now is that all of this was ordained and in my path before I was born. And it's me getting very clear and centered on my purpose in serving God. First and foremost in my life and my faith, I believe the more clear and centered I get with that and stop looking for an external source to solve a problem. I'm on a big journey, especially since my son was born. There's a whole story behind that and the blessings and miracles that had to occur to make that happen. Um, but I will tell you more now than ever before, a lot of my clarity is January 1st of this year. I made it a point that every single morning I start with scripture and prayer and quiet time with our father, Jesus in heaven. And I think he's inside of all of us. And I, so I do an internal look for that energy, that light that is within us. And I have to be quiet. There can't be distractions. There can't be notifications. There can't be the outside world. There can't be an external book. And I'm getting more and more clear about where is that going to take me and what's the thing I should do next? What's the book I should read if there is one? What, who's the person I should talk to? So every morning, I'm just a culmination of feeling like, you know, I'm feeling this pull, which I believe is the way God speaks to us, to talk to this person for some reason. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's a lot of people, anyone that's biblical knows, there's a great saying in the Bible that says, faith without works is dead. 
And so what I think that means is we have to have faith that there is a bigger power. You can believe in the universe, whatever you believe in, right? I think we all have some sort of faith or belief that there's something else besides us, a bigger, powerful energy. Yeah. Well, faith is nothing if you don't take steps in that direction. Mm -hmm. I'm just getting way better at listening to the, I have faith. And if I feel compelled to do something, that's probably that internal thing telling me that's what I'm supposed to do. So I'm just going to follow it. I'm going to implement it. I'm going to take action. And if it was wrong, that's okay. Because I think that will, that failure or whatever happens will lead me to the next thing. Yeah. And so I think it's just stop looking for, I, I've, I've done a lot on this. There's a whole program I'm considering doing right now on, I think we're all looking for things externally. And I don't think any of the answers are externally anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to, yeah. I used to want the next good book or the right thing. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think there is. I think it's a life journey. And I think it's, I think it's all here and here. Yeah. I, I will say, and to piggyback that point and the reason why we even do these, I, th I do think that, I mean, I love the saying that you, the universe will tell you its secrets if you listen. And I do yes. sometimes believe that sometimes there's that thing that helps you unlock where you listen to someone say, you should focus on one thing and you're like, okay, I got to, Oh, wow. Right. So I, I do think sometimes there are external even things like this, like a podcast like this, you don't realize how much value you can offer to someone that can trigger something that they have to do internally for themselves yes. being trigger points. Yes. Um, so, and, and so I, I want to thank you for being that trigger point for uh, not only my, myself, I know our audience is really going to benefit this, but I, even myself, I've been like listening. I'm like, Oh, that's right. That's so true. And again, that's your, you representing what you stand for and your mission. And it's so refreshing when you hear that, you know, you, you, it's very clear to me um, what you're doing, your mission, and, and, it, and it comes out so clear and it comes out as triggers for us as well. So I wanted to thank you today for stepping to the lab. And we definitely, you know, either, although we're going to do our internal work, we definitely love to hear inspirations from guys like you. And so we'll make sure that we plug your book in the show notes. Uh, check out some of your work, uh, the impact that you're going to have. I got to ask one last question. I know you're realestateinvestor.com, a real estate investor um, podcast, uh, you know, but what, what do you see is next as far as, again, you might say some yeses or some no's along the way, but what do you think is next for you, man? That way we'll have it here on the air. I'm like, I remember he said it, you know, it was May 28th. He said that this would happen. What do you, what do you envision is next for you? I envision taking realestateinvestor.com to become the one place where all real estate entrepreneurs, agents, brokers, investors come to learn, find where they are, and take the internal journey to fill in all the gaps to where they want to go. I believe we're going to become the community of the entire real estate space that helps you figure out what I just said about your internal journey. And we'll have the tools, services, and solutions that you need. So you don't have to have shiny objects. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to learn for the next three years. We can stretch that down into a week or days. And I believe we will become that and will be the most talked about and spread by word of mouth by everyone in this world. And, you know, I, I think it's a, a kingdom right? If I'm using a biblical principle, I think that we're going to bring the kingdom back into the real estate industry and get rid of the fake guru-ness that's out there and rampant within our space and the things that drive people down the wrong paths and keep them away from the things that they went into this business for. And we're going to help make that positive impact in people's lives. And I, I believe, you know, 
if anyone wants to hear a monetarily, yes, monetarily, we will become well north of a hundred million dollar organization. Um, may not be in the next three to five years, like I believe, maybe 10 years, but nonetheless, we're going to do that because we will become the place where millions of real estate investors come to learn the right things to do in this space, period. And that doesn't mean just us, right? Because you'll see when we launch the thing we're coming out with right now in our marketplace, that would include people like Ruben in this lab, right? You have something to add that's a value to the real estate space, then we want to promote you through us. What we want to do is get rid of the crap that's out there. That is yeah. the, hey, I've never done a deal, but I know everything about real estate. And you do 997 and I'll teach you everything about real estate. And they don't know anything yeah. at all. They can't really help you. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for, for A, spending your time with us in the lab. And again, being on that mission to, again, very similar ours, really help people as much as possible and continuously learn as practitioners as well. So, Robert, any other items that we can leave for the people where they can find out more about what your team is doing? Anything that I've missed that you want to give us a plug to? Maybe plug your book in one more time as well. I definitely want to make sure that's included is there. And we mentioned it before. Yep. So you got realestateinvestor.com. You can check out everything we're doing in that space. If you want to learn more about me or my book or any social medias that you prefer to follow on, go to robertcypher.com and you can link out to anything that I do from there. There you go. You've heard it from Robert Cipher, true practitioner in the lab. And just like that, we are out. If you're a real estate professional, a real estate agent, a real estate investor, a lender, a multifamily syndicator, a contractor, you name it, and you're looking to grow your online presence, but you have no idea how to get started or simply don't have the time at Invested Talent we help real estate professionals extend their current business to social media. Why is this important? Without this, you wouldn't be listening to this show and your own host, Ruben Kanya, and his team would not have done deals they've done today. As a matter of fact, social media has helped us keep this show together, which now exceeds a billion dollars worth of real estate from our guests collectively. That's right, our reputation, opportunities, partnerships, and most importantly, real estate transactions were started directly from social media. If you're a real estate professional and you lack an existence on a media platform, Invested Talent can help. Simply go to investedtalent.com forward slash social media and make sure you click the get in touch button to get in touch with our team. Again, that's investedtalent.com forward slash social media and get in touch with our team. You focus on being the brand and we'll help you build it. Now, if you know anything about the lab, you know that we like to give practical advice. So if you feel that this podcast was of any value to you, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes by going directly to the podcast app. From the show's page, scroll all the way down and leave us a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment. Lastly, and most importantly, share this episode with a friend you feel will benefit this episode the most. Remember, there's a you and I in build. Let's build, y'all.